Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, it's a podcast about Indiana Jones, every movie, one minute at a time, Indiana Jones, Minute. Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute. This is the podcast where we face the challenge of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, I didn't write a new thing for this. (laughs) (laughs) There's your cold open. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, we we talk about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade one minute at a time. I'm Pete No, how about this? We march through Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. (laughs) How about we strangle to death the film... Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, we, 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 we squeeze and then scream <laughs> <laughs> our way through. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff <laughs> about minute 70. Uh, I'm Pete Mowart. I am Tom Taylor. I'm Gerald Christopher St. Venerius the Hermit Porter. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a patron saint of lighthouse keepers. Oh. Wow. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, I, 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 I mean, that's why that's why he's a hermit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that or he's one of those obsession things, and everybody left him. Yeah, way yeah. in the lighthouse, as they're like, you know, this is getting to be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get out of my lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> and in a man that no one would like to leave, uh, we would like him to stay here as long as he can. <laughs> Mr. Kevin Marr from Kevin Geeks Out, welcome back. What I love about the Hermit Lighthouse Keeper is everyone who comes to shore has no idea. <laughs> they think, <laughs> they think oh, they this, guy, this guy is so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> they figure it out after a while. Oh, yeah, Get out real of, quick. You, you don't understand. You just don't understand. There's a light on top. I'm a beacon. I'm saving lives up here. <laughs> <laughs> I like the anger in that one, Jer. Uh Today we're talking about Minute 70. Minute 70 begins with Indy surprising and dejected looking Elsa, and it ends with Adolf Hitler. So Elsa's walking along kind of kind of weepy-eyed, and she's wearing somebody's black leather overcoat. And I'm wondering, does this mean she has a boyfriend or maybe even a husband that gave it to her to keep warm? Or is, did one of the guys up on the, on the stage give it to her? Could that not think just that... be hers? It looks big. It looks like the way she's wearing it. Looks like she put it over I'd her shoulders see, to I'd stay warm. What, what if it's a, mm. what if it's some alternate Indiana James type guy, oh. and he was about to find the spear of destiny? Yeah, <laughs> or he's about to find like you know the bones of Saint Peter or the yeah. Saint yeah. Venerius, the lighthouse keeper. He just went to town on his nose because he had his mother's nose. Went, oh. <laughs> exactly. She's just doing. Maybe it's maybe it's his jacket. Some you know some unsuspecting archaeologist. <laughs> I, you know, speaking of this jacket and this look, I have a question for you, Tommy, and you mm-hmm. best get this right. Where have you seen this vibe before? Elsa's walking down, you know. She's she was working as a waitress look. in a cocktail bar. Oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> that never that occurred it. to me until you asked, but that's yeah, totally it. Crystal clear. She's right out of humanly. <laughs> she's right out of humanly. That's awesome. Yeah. And she's she, and even the way she's walking, it's kind of like a slow thing with the baggy overcoat and the red lipstick, and she looks kind of like pale, and yeah. she's got the hat like kind of 
<laughs> cocked to the side. That's God, pretty awesome. I can't believe it. God, I love you. <laughs> We're friends. Right, I'm, you know, yeah. Let me show you a lighthouse. You might right. understand. <laughs> you understand me, Tom. <laughs> I get you in your lighthouse. Join. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I had a question for you, Pete. You're one of those 1930s fashionistas. Um, why is <laughs> I'm glad Elsa's you did that with hat tilted? What that? <laughs> yeah, that's good. So you're one of those you were going fashion- with that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fascist fashionistas, um, why is Elsa's hat tilted? Like, what's the deal behind that? Is is that like was that just sort of the uh, you know a uh, a fashion statement, or does that show us that she's morally crooked? <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. What? What is that? You? I mean, for, for some reason, I smell the word jaunty around here. Is that? I was thinking rakish. Oh, yeah. Rakish. Oh. Okay. But yeah, jaunty works, I think, too. Yeah, those both work really well. Yeah. This is jacket, it, I mean, by wh- the way, I'm looking did... at this jacket. looks like it's eight sizes too big. Yeah. This might be Goering's jacket. Really? <laughs> it's it's huge. Jacket. Yeah. <laughs> that <Yeah>. load. <laughs> what 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 is why did people wear the hat like that? Tilted. You see it all over I mean, the place. Uh, you do, and I'm just saying who started that or what did it signify or like was the sun in a weird place <laughs> in the whole nineteen thirties? Yeah. Everybody yeah. <laughs> yeah. never moved. You're yeah. only <laughs> cool if you're facing a certain direction at a certain time of day. Yeah. When the sun but it was, was a sign left. of like being cool back then. Like if you wore your hat at, at that angle, it was like, Oh, I'm I'm cool, I'm with it. Yeah. Sure. And and that's how it comes across, which is a, it the reason I brought this whole human leap thing up is this opening shot for this minute doesn't look anything like an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> it's kind of true. Yeah. 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 But it does it it also has a um like a a lonely romantic element to it that she's like regretting, you know, we don't know what the tears are about because in the previous minute we saw that, you know, her eyes are welling up. Uh, at the book burning and and she's really uh, experiencing a lot of emotions right now and Mm -hmm. how much of that is regretting uh, the betrayal of of Indiana Jones and then he comes back and Mm -hmm. I feel like the dialogue could have been a little more misleading because she says you came back for the book like that (laughs) that she thought oh you came back for me and it would have been it would have been a better setup if Indy's line has been I came back because you've got what I want. Right, right. <laughs> Which leads her to believe, oh, yeah. you love me. Yeah, I was kind of And then too. it turns out it was the book. He came for the book. <laughs> but well, she comes up doesn't she sort of have a little bit of that, though? Like, she doesn't realize quite why she, why he's there until he just, like, reaches in and takes the diary why, I can't tell if she's smiling or grimacing. Like, it's almost like she's smiling that he's back or she's grimacing because... He's back. I can't tell what she's doing almost for a second. Right. He throws her against the, the pillar. But then he, he when he comes up to her, he says, Fraulein, he says, Fraulein Doctor, in like this weird German accent. Mm-hmm. And is he trying to pretend to be German by speaking English with a German accent? Like, is he trying to fit in? I think he seems kind of sarcastic. Sort yeah. of like, you think it's just I'm sarc- in Berlin. Yeah. I'll talk like these weirdo crowd jerks. <laughs> it's also he's he's underlining the idea that she's one of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fräulein Schneider. 
<laughs> Let me show you. What you know, I did, what, what's interesting is she's wearing the hat. She's wearing sort of an off color, you know, like an off white shirt, and she's wearing a tie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, you're like, who else wears that in this movie? <laughs> and I'm wondering if she, it's like she bested Indy. And then she kind of anointed herself or christened herself like, I'm the new indie. I'm going to go get a tie and I'm going to get a shirt mm-hmm. and I'm going to put on a jacket. I can't get that one that he has, but I'm getting my hat, <laughs> my shirt, my t- I'm going to get that tie. And I'm. it's almost like she's her own uh, fedora and she just huh. kind of christened yeah. herself indie. And, and uh, the reason I was wondering that, is when Indy comes back, he goes, where is it? I want it. It's like, does he want his tie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole, because this whole scene is very, very strange. It is. It's like, does Elsa actually think that Indy came back because he loves her? She she can't. Yeah, yeah she exactly. She can't. Although she does have the line, like, she says, uh, he's like, who gives a damn what you think? And she says, you do. Yeah. And you almost think he might. Like, he was he was well, so he... weirdly hurt. Well, Pete, that... Pete read the screenplay. He knows the, the Yeah, I was about to say that. Because <laughs> the screenplay spoon feeds you the interpretation of every piece of uh, dialogue like that. Oh. Yeah. Pete, Wait, have no, at what, it. What is it? Uh, well, Elsa, sla- she says, you do. And it says, now it's as though she had slapped him right back. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that's not in the movie at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's super weird. I'll just say it. He's super weird in this. I'm not watching Indiana Jones right now. This is a super weird scene for him. He's like, he's got this weird, gravelly, really fakey angle. I, I want to say to him, "Knock it off. You're not mad." Like he's just being <laughs> mad, and it doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Wait, it, it's it's really. He goes, "Where is it? I want it." Because I don't want your thing. Yeah, he does that too. Yeah. And it, no, 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 no. I'm like. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting I'm like <laughs> I'm rubbing him out. <laughs> we got it. That's a Daffy Duck. That's a that's a Daffy Duck uh reference. I that was a bulldog. Rub you out, see? <laughs> um but I was I was thinking, what emotion is it? What what emotion <laughs> Well it's like okay, I know it's supposed to be anger, but I've never ever seen this emotion on Indiana Jones before. Mm-hmm. His yeah. anger, when he, we've seen him furious before in anger, but it's always like seething. It's always like just boiling under the surface, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, you see that he's angry, but he's not like yelling and growling and stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, this is weird. This just feels very, uh, you're supposed to be angry in the scene, Harrison. All right. I'll yell <laughs> a lot and growl. Well, it's so, it, is Elsa playing Indy again by screaming, you do? Or, do, you know, or does Indy still really care about her? And is, I mean, is that why he so violently threatens to squeeze her life out? Well, it's, is, it, it, is it because he still cares, even though she's completely betrayed him? And, and, and when she says, you do, it's, it stings? Uh, it reminds me a little bit of the Death Wish movies in that in the first film, I'm talking about the, the Bronson ones, mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the first one, the, the gang like rapes and nearly murders Charles Bronson's wife and daughter. And then in each of the sequels, he'll hook up with a, with a 
young lady and they, you know, they'll spend the night together and then that woman gets killed and he has to avenge her death. And every time it's just these diminishing returns. Then in the first film, it's like, this guy was married for years. He raised a family. He, he, he was his life partner. And it's like, I just don't buy. I Do you guys buy into the idea that he, he has feelings beyond this uh, tryst? With Elsa, no, the, I, I don't get that there's yeah. a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah, the movie really wants us to think that for some reason. Yeah. Like the yeah. way he's so affected when she turns out to be, you know, a Nazi agent, you know, he's, he's, he's yeah. yeah, we're saying like, he'll never love again. He's like, you know, he's, yeah. you know, he's, 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 this is the first true love of his life somehow. But it's, yeah, you don't get that at all, really. Well, and Kevin, you mentioned the the screenplay. And then right after that, it says it's a standoff emotionally. Which doesn't really come across in the right <laughs> in the finished right. film right. yeah 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 I, I, it's frustrating because i think that elsa does when she says you do you do care uh i feel like he you know without being head over heels in love with her i feel like he does care and i feel like the movie wants us to think that she's worth caring about um but like you know just a couple scenes before she was so like clicking her heels and so excited that she got one over on Indiana Jones and, and she had him tied up next to his dad and everything. And you know, you don't, these aren't the, these aren't the same people like this woman here who's, who's upset and conflicted about being with the Nazis and that she upset Indiana Jones. Like she's not the same person who like, you know, this is how we say goodbye in Mm -hmm. Austria and everything. Unless she just had to work her way up to do that. Like she had to kind of get herself in the frame of mind like to act that role. And this is him catching her off guard. It's also very unusual that the camera is positioned in such a way that the camera is looking at Indy's back when they're mm. having this supposed emotional standoff and you don't even see his face. Mm, I mean, yeah. his hand lets yeah. go of her throat and he backs away from her. But if that was supposed to be a big emotional payoff, we got more emotion when he was looking at the sign. <laughs> two minutes <laughs> totally, ago. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a good that's point. True. Yeah. So well, this is all I, one I, take, too. I wonder if this is just like, this is all yeah. one shot. I yeah. This is like, they, oh, we forgot to do any coverage or anything oh well we'll just stick with this <laughs> but I, I agree with you there tommy they're, it feels like they're not the same people mm-hmm. they either like like maybe elsa did too good of too good a job or uh, allison duty did too good a job pulling off all that uh, glee and got one over on indiana jones this is mm-hmm. how we say goodbye and uh, you know austrian yeah and yeah. and that's fantastic i love her like that yeah 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 me too well, I've got an excellent question here to paraphrase Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Why does Indy assume that Elsa has the diary on her person? That yeah, yeah. See, I mean, you know, when Henry suggests, "Hey, we have to go to Berlin to get my diary," you just want to be like, "Are you insane? Like, you're nuts! Like, how are you? Where's the diary? Who's got the diary? Like, <laughs> why okay, they, like go to her apartment may have taken or, to Berlin. Like, why do they assume a big she, place. Did, she didn't put it in a safe or something? She didn't put it. She just she has it at the book burning rally. Like this seems right. like an odd place for them to assume that she has it. Yeah. That's pretty well, I would think that maybe Donovan would have it. Hmm. Well, only because he's funding the whole thing, right? He's overseeing everything. And she procured the diary, which was sort of, that was her job, right? Yeah. Although he didn't seem and to so be interested she, in it once he realized there was, there were map, pages missing yeah like i think he he only cares about it as a device for getting to the grail and he figures he has everything he needs from that so what 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 happens to elsa after indy gets the diary and he tells his dad hey let's move what is what happens to elsa like 
why doesn't she just go tell the Nazis on stage, hey, the guy that took the Ark of the Covenant is standing right over there? <laughs> <laughs> like, does she want Indy to be saved? Like, is she kind of helping him out here, or what's going on? Because she does. She seems like there's a lot of things she could do here, and she just disappears. Right. I think that's a problem that we don't really know what she wants. And I, I understand that's part of the moral ambiguity of the character and that uh, Indy and Henry don't, they don't know what she wants. They don't know what her true self is, but I kind of feel like the audience has no way of really understanding her. And I think her, her moral ambiguity kind of reminds me of, of the relationship between uh, Batman and Catwoman. And mm-hmm. if you look at one of the episodes in the 1960s TV show, there's a great uh, scene where, where they're in a cave and she's got like a bag full of diamonds or something, or, or, or maybe it's gold. It's something really heavy. And she is hanging from the side of like a cliff. And Batman puts his hands out to her and he tries to save her. And he says, you have to let go of the, the loop. And she doesn't. And that's what causes her to fall down the crack. Mm. Which, you know, keep that in mind for a <laughs> hundred yeah. episodes from now. It's really familiar. I can't put my yeah. finger on it. That that episode was put into a Viewmaster that I saw when I was a kid. So it stayed <laughs> with me. It imprinted on me much more than just wow, watching wow. the television yeah. show. Better than that than the one with the giant clam that eats Robin. <laughs> Freaked me out. But I think I think in DC Comics they do play with the idea that Batman wants to like reform and rescue Catwoman, and mm-hmm. that she's kind of she's not all bad. Uh-huh. And again, that's that's something that I feel like you know popular culture gives to women more than men that they have kind of flex, <laughs> flexibility. Yeah, I mean, does, does Indy ever try to reform and rescue Belloc? Right, right. Yeah. No, no he does not. <laughs> or, or, or do we think he ever did to Forrestal? Right. <laughs> like for like Forrestal, stay out of the delight. You know, I'll give you a little hint. <laughs> yeah. Just just answer my phone calls, yeah. will you? Quit showboating Stop all the time. A, Stay out yeah, of the light. such a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just say hi to me in the hallway. <laughs> well, speaking of saying hi to me in the hallways, I'm I'm assuming this is 100% unintentional. But it it's really interesting that when Hitler shows up here at the end of the minute and all the kids are holding out their books to him, it almost exactly mirrors the scene of all the kids holding out their books to Indy in Barnett College. At the beginning of the movie, oh wow! I was gosh. gonna say, I was gonna say, it's an interesting counterpoint to Raiders when Belloc is gonna have Indy killed, and then all the children come to his rescue and surround him. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. So That's that funny. in that movie, yeah. in that movie, he's rescued by a group of youths, and this time he's being, you know, indirectly threatened by their presence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn kids. <laughs> Even though I don't like his anger in like most of this minute, like his uh, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, to his dad is actually really fun. Like it's just you know it's not meant as a joke, but it's just very like it's honest. It's like yeah, I hate it here in Nazi Berlin. Let's go, let's leave now. Oh yeah, that's a great that's a great line. He's relieved and disgusted. Yeah, and I and I think it goes back to what I was I talking a minute or two ago about how you know he just he's just so he's just he's just really angry <laughs> yeah. he's really angry he's just like yeah. all right fine i gotta go it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna hit this guy over the head i'm not even gonna bother to put his boots on i'm just yeah. gonna dress up <laughs> enough to get yeah i'm gonna rip open uh, you know elsa's coat here grab the diary now let's get the hell out of here mm-hmm. yeah. don't like it yeah yeah now can we go find marcus <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i i was wondering we you know 
Indy has this line. It's and, and and it's like okay, we know what the Third Reich stands for, but do we know what the Grail stands for? Mm. Because he accuses Elsa of uh, standing against everything that the Grail stands for. I wrote right. that down in my notes. What does yeah. the Grail stand for? Mm. I thought we could unpack that a little bit. Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those movie lines, and it makes sense. You know, uh-huh. just as it's as you know, it's it's breezing by. Mm-hmm. It's weird but coming it's, from him too. It's strange that, yeah. that he's That's like the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Uh, he's 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 not a student of this stuff. He's not he's not he's not emotionally vested in this grail business. The only, the, the only way I justify it then is that he's trying to like rub her nose in it symbolically. That her her mm-hmm. passion is for you know the grail above all else. That's what she cares about, which yeah. is interesting because it means that she probably has a closer kinship to Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they're they're, yeah. they're they have a shared obsession. They have a shared love of the Grail. So, um, for him to bring it up, I think it's more to just kind of rub her face in it that she's uh, compromised what yeah. what she in theory believes the Grail is about. But I would love to hear from you guys about what the Grail does stand for and represent in the movie. Oh hell! Don't do that to us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. I mean, we've been kicking us around. We're all. We, it doesn't. It's. It. I don't. It's I don't know. We can't figure it out. I mean, <laughs> everlasting life. You're like sure. It's that's a that's a bedtime story. I'd like to wake up to. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like right, yeah. okay. So it's it's everlasting life, or if you do the whole like Celtic thing, like a horn of plenty, and sort of like I guess what the Sankara stones would, you know, signify sort of uh, bountiful. This. <laughs> it's sort of like but 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 here yeah i, I don't i it's it's everlasting life i uh, but ahead, henry's Tommy. henry's <laughs> introduced a new concept here on wednesday a couple minutes ago when he said yeah the armies of darkness will march all over the earth and he's introduced this idea that it's also a very powerful weapon perhaps right or at least it'll keep the, you know the armies of darkness healthy and young or something. Or theoretically, the armies of light. Yeah, yeah. Whoever wins, yeah, yeah. I th- but I think that's you know, to the more we talk about it, and the more we hear about people's ideas about the Grail in this movie, I, f- I feel like it's more like, you know, it stands for human hubris, <laughs> and you know, people getting the wrong idea about anything and just want yeah. to get their grubby mitts on things. Yeah, that's you cool. know, I mean, I don't think Henry is right for searching for the Grail, like actually physically trying to find it and grab it. I don't think Hitler is. I think they're all kind of, uh, you know, just just you read between the lines. You're not supposed to be looking for this thing. You're mm. Supposed to leave it alone. Let's go to which, church which or something. If, if if we if we pull back and extend that out, it's exactly the same as the Garden of Eden. You know, yeah. there's one thing here, you know, there's you, you can enjoy the world, enjoy the planet, do whatever, but just don't touch this, mm-hmm. even though I'm leaving it right here. <laughs> yeah. And I'll even give <laughs> right. you a map mm-hmm. as to where you can find it. Yeah. Or I'll even give you a headpiece and <laughs> you, you can you can put it in the map room at Tannis and find it. Or, uh, you know, I'll even point to to where the tree is in the center of the garden. Just don't touch that one. I'm leaving it here, though. Don't press this, bite, wa- <laughs> this bright red button. Yeah, whatever you do. But we don't we don't know that it's God saying that, or if it's just Cosm saying that. 
Like, uh, I mean, I, I mean, if we look at like, look, everybody's face melted. That wasn't Cosm. Well, that's a different. That's a different, <laughs> that's, that's a different thing. Sure, but but, uh, I mean, I, I think what's what's gonna happen with the ga- Grail? I can't remember. I haven't seen it in a long time. But <laughs> if there's any sort of self destruction, or if anybody dies some weird ass death, then it's probably Yahweh with a no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked in the last episode, uh, you know, is Indiana Jones a character who is, is, you know, all about World War II and fighting Nazis? And I wonder, is the Grail atomic power and mm. atomic energy that, mm. you know, in, in some hands that can be used to keep the lights on in a schoolhouse and in other hands it can be used to create an atom bomb to bomb Hiroshima? So... I wonder if that's hmm. you know just the, just a, a symbol of power. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, really how you yeah. use it. Yeah, and then if you yeah, drink it from like... it, you might survive a nuclear blast in a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> well, There's Pete, what do you think? Th- what do you think the Grail uh, signifies here? Like, do you think Indy just had a, a long <laughs> a long ride on the motorcycle after Henry's little speech? To think about this, he's like, "Ma, maybe it is a race against evil." No, I think <laughs> it's exactly Elsa. what I think it's exactly what Kevin was saying. I think he's just slapping her with it. Like, I don't think he buys oh. it. I don't think he buys it. I think he. I mean, I think it's it. It is like Tom said. It's just hubris. Like, it's everybody thinks they understand the the Grail, and in actuality, nobody understands what the Grail actually is. Yeah, that's that's looking mm. for because they're all looking for it under the wrong re- for the wrong reasons. Hmm. Like, or it could be as simple as like you know, just you know, the 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 Grail is, you know, it's a Christian thing. It's what would Jesus do? Like, I don't think Jesus would be into this Nazism business you guys have going here. I think that's you know, <laughs> so the, therefore the Grail does not stand for that either. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's funny. God keeps leaving these little tidbits all over the earth. <laughs> yeah. If he would just clean up after himself, human history yeah, would be a lot more tidy. Yeah, and we can't figure out. It's like, here's the map to it, but don't go seeking it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, anything else we should be seeking in this minute? Anybody have anything else? Uh, well, I did like the fact that uh, Indy and Elsa are marching down the hallway, and it mirrors the Nazis marching outside. Mm-hmm. It's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking about uh, Crystal Beth a few weeks ago saying that, no, you can't scream if he's strangling you. <laughs> she will have to do a scream. Well, you're not going to no, know. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yeah. I think that's just to show, you know, again, like Elsa's strong. She stands up to Indy. She, it's, it's, it's like a double checkmate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. She also she, says it in a very, uh, she's, she's not like spitting it at him. Like, oh, yeah, you all just scream. Yeah. Say. She's like, she's, 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 she's wounded. She's, she's, uh, she's vulnerable. And that makes you wonder, look, like, man, maybe Indy does have a soft spot for her still. So he won't strangle her to death. Uh-huh. <laughs> He'll just turn and walk away. It's, and so, but am I, am I to believe that she has a soft spot for him? Um, because I, 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 that you do, it's mm-hmm. in there. Or something. I think she's conflicted about what she's been doing all of a sudden. Uh-huh. And, you know, Indy, as a good guy, is somebody who could maybe... She's, like, you know, reaching out for that, like, latching onto that. Like, hey, you you understand being not a Nazi and being a good person. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, latching onto you 
as I'm trying to think of myself as a better person, even though I've been helping the Nazis this whole time. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. I yeah. guess that's probably it, huh, Jer? Yeah. That is else. absolutely. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of screaming, <laughs> all I <laughs> All I have to do is scream. This just in. The wires are screaming from Professor Christy Porter. Would this have been a much better scene had Indy not spoken to Elsa? <laughs> wow, that'd be really awesome. Just stands up, sticks his hand in her coat, grabs the thing, and goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what's good. what's funny is is I, I love that Indy keeps showing up, and all these people question what or why he's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Like his dad is like, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. And Elsa, the first thing she's like, how did you get here? Whereas this entire, yeah. like the entire hierarchy of the Nazi party is not at all interested in what he's doing there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, it had Indy just come right in and just like reached right in and grabbed the, gra- and she was like, what are you doing here? And he's just, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I think that'd be good. That would have been a powerful way to go. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, thank you, Christy and uh, Kevin. Any final thoughts? Oh, I've been trying to figure out how to make a joke about the Everly Brothers song. All I have to do is dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving up. I'm giving up. She should have just said That's that. It. That would have he would have been all in love with her all over again. Yeah, that song wouldn't be written. For what another fifteen years? But maybe yeah. that's what gave them the idea for the song. Yeah, one of the Everleys is oh, down there with a the phone. He's like, "Brother, you got to hear this. <laughs> this is your distant cousin Everly. Yeah. <laughs> you know that new phrase you've been looking for? Wasn't <laughs> these two Nazis arguing? Marvin Everly." <laughs> And then the last thing I'll say is seeing all the the uh, the high ranking Nazi officers just reminds me of a uh, a great Smith and Jones comedy sketch, which I am only mentioning so we can put on the Facebook page and you guys can say, "Here's the comedy sketch Kevin Marr mentioned on the episode," and and you'll play it, and it's very funny. That's it's how just it works. About how how there's like five archetypes of the Nazi generals. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, I've, that's I've seen that. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's really super funny. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Definitely check that out. And uh, Kevin, you also do a live show that, that I've heard is very cool. Yes, it's uh, it's a lot of fun where we do deep dives and different topics. We did, just did a show about mad science. Before that, we had a show about women's wrestling. Uh, some upcoming shows are going to be about uh, detectives, you know, through through film and television and, and pulp novels. Uh, and then after that, we've got a show about dance, dance sequences, oh. which is probably too big a topic for a two-hour video <laughs> variety show, but what can you do? So check out lovekevin.com where you can see some sample videos of the work I've done and you can find out information about the Kevin Geeks Out show in Brooklyn. Um, depending on when you hear this episode, there might be some new ones coming your way. So yeah, go there now. Definitely awesome. check that out. And if you like big dance numbers and might think anything goes, you can check out our weekend dance <laughs> number where we anything really does go. And we talk about other <laughs> movies than Indiana Jones movies on our Patreon show. And you can find those if you're interested in joining our Patreon and hearing some of our weekend shows at patreon.com slash Indiana Jones Minute. Or you can just go to our website and click on the link for Patreon. 
And other than that, you can come back here Monday and join us for minute 71 of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade here on the Indiana Jones Minute. Jerry, you know I don't believe you when you say that you don't need me, right? Oh, I was just thinking, I was searching for the grail in a cold catacomb. <laughs> and much is true. <laughs> How about, wait, 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 wait. Keep licking mother's earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> can you name a third Human League song? Oh, yeah. Hard <laughs> times. <laughs> wait, what? I know. Wait. Fascina- fascination. Yeah. Don't you want me, baby? Yeah. And then hard times. Well, it's really good. Oh, they also had that really crummy one, like... Uh, I'm only human. Oh, I oh. hate that. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. I hate that one. Sorry, you had End to ask. this. End this. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs>